Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. People appreciate bluntness and direction. Absolutely. They really do. Absolutely. From successful people. And if you're not as successful yet, just ask for permission. It's called permission-based selling. Do you yeah. mind if I tell you my honest opinion? Yeah. And if they say no, which they never do. They never do. Oh, correct. No. But once you're branded, like you, if you just randomly said something, people are like, well, you're the authority. So, yeah. so that's yeah. the thing about branding that people don't understand. I am really glad you're back with me today. Bill Kasky at the Bill Kasky Podcast. Special guest today, JT Fox with two X's. Uh, I first heard about JT a few months ago and have been following him and uh, really didn't know much about him. And and, uh, he's got a very different approach. He's got a very assertive approach. And I think you'll like some of the things that he discusses and talks about here. He talks about sales, talks about achievement, talks about mindset. And so uh, I'm anxious to deliver that interview to you here in just a minute. I was going to split it up into two sessions, but I, I, we edited it down and got it down to one session. So I think you'll enjoy it. Before we get there, though, you can go to BillKasky.com if you're interested in uh, perhaps joining me on a webinar series, a live stream series that starts up here in August. Make sure you go to BillKasky.com, get signed up with our newsletter and you will get access to those live webinars. Also, we've got a 2X group, which is our mastermind group for salespeople starting up here in September, so you'll get access to that kind of information too. And what else? If you are a sales leader, VP of sales, CEO, uh, last episode was just for you, and I neglected to mention that there is a uh, document on our website that I think you might enjoy. It's called What the Hell's Going On With My Sales Team? Just go to BillKasky.com. It's in the second section down there, so you'll see it. What the Hell's Going On With My Sales Team? Download it, and you also get a couple of videos with that. Here's my interview with J.T. Fox. Well, JT, welcome to the Bill Kasky Podcast. I'm really grateful you had a chance to, uh, we'll have a chance to spend some time with us today, and uh, thanks for being on. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I miss your partner in crime, especially he's my outlet to get onto the field, which probably won't be this year or anytime soon. So Good. he was my way in. He was my connect to get to Tom Brady. And now social distancing, <laughs> you probably can't do anything. He's no. probably, so yeah. I'll be getting tested right now to make sure he doesn't have anything. <laughs> Yeah, crazy world we live in. Well, here's what I'd like to start with. You know, for the people who aren't familiar with you, can you give us a one to two minute kind of from beginning to where you are now? How'd you start your business? What you went through? If you can do it in two minutes, if you can't, we got we got plenty of time. Uh, You know what? I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm an investor in properties and companies as well. And I was the former uh, world's number one wealth and business coach. And I say former because we just talked about a little bit off air. Um, I think the authenticity of this industry. the worry we are in, and I think you're a bit different than me, but I'm the guy on the big stages, 5,000 people, kind of like Tony Robbins and sell a product. And, and I've done it. I mean, I made my first 10 million in properties before I even remotely start speaking about success. And now people like speak and then have success and they don't achieve the results. 
And, you know, the interesting thing is I came from Canada with nothing, $974 over 10 years ago, went down to negative 34,000 and I'm in Chicago and I'm going kind of broke and I'm one month of having going away. And then sometimes you just need that one opportunity to just go and my, and I'm about to move back. I'm down to negative 34,000 and did my first deal, second deal, and then kind of blew up to 500 deals. And then I had a radio show, uh, which nobody was listening, but it was the greatest tool to open up where there was yeah. podcast was so benign. As, as you know, now you can get through everyone. Mainstream radio is kind of dead. And then it just started, you know, from businesses after businesses, over 50 companies and brands all over the world. And my target this year is to have uh, 100. And I realized that, you know, that, the way the world works is not how it's portrayed either on TV or uh, <laughs> on, on the internet or YouTube and sales is the most important characteristics. If you can't sell, you can't succeed. That's just the bottom line. And let me tell you something, how we used to sell before the pandemic is completely different, especially corporates. Right. And, and the problem is that if you think you're going to close somebody on a phone, that's really hard. So your ability to close exactly like we are here today, yeah. Zoom, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not really going to FaceTime anybody because the idea is I think it's hard enough to close people in person. I think it's hard to close online. You close on the phone, it's 10 times harder. Yeah. And you have to be able to evaluate people's body language and all these things. And so, you know, I just said I'm just going to go back to doing deals. And, you know, I, I think what's happening in the world doesn't necessarily match the reality. If you take a look at the stock market, I think there's like a little thin layer of bubble. And I think people think it's better than than what it is. Then it really is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand how all these stocks are at record. Um, I don't understand how 11 percent of the people are not working. But somehow, the you know, because everything's been delayed, you know, and, and part of it's an election year. So I think. President Trump's could probably do anything to dump everything he possibly can because the only thing he had going good for him was the economy yeah. in theory. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for those who yeah. don't like him, for those who like him, everything was good. And now you have, you know, you have what's going on now, which is affecting like, and here's the thing at this point, it's, it's basically throw something against the wall and see what's <laughs> exactly. he's doing too, you know? And so the idea of authenticity selling has kind of gone out the window until survival selling. Let me sell anything and everything. Because it's better than nothing. And that's actually killing brands rather than growing brands. You know, you the thing that appeals to me about your work is you kind of thread the needle between inspiration. I watched your um, YouTube video that you had all your uh, all the guests on. It was really good. I highly urge you to subscribe to JT's channel on YouTube. Um, and we'll talk about your websites and presence. But you thread the needle between inspiring people and instructing people. And I always feel like a lot of these folks out here doing kind of what you do, although not as well, is it's all about inspiration and kind of rah-rah. And I like the way you you get very detailed about instructing. Tell me about your, your coaching philosophy and yeah. kind of how you see that. I mean, here's the thing. Without a coach, people are not going to make it. I mean, I, I mean, if, if and I think the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary really inspired me. I don't know if you watched it. I did. I, I was yeah. a big Michael Jordan. And actually, like, I saw myself in him in a way of like the work ethic, the ethic, not being good enough, the coachability, you know, practice, you practice harder, like it. And it actually made me want to quit what I'm the best of the world at. And, and people say, well, what say is your number one? Well, I'm in 54 countries. I got clients in a hundred and I don't know too many people who can make millions of dollars in a 90 minute speech and get people run to the back. That's the ultimate skills. I mean, I was talking off record. Um, I actually, I actually on the record uh, to your partner, and he was saying, I was like, you know, everybody's the number one sales trainer, but they can't go because we're all on the same stages and they couldn't sell anybody. 
And I can tell you, go into a room, people don't know who you are. Okay. And these guys, they know who you are. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's the thing. They know who they are. Like, I'll give the credit. They know who they are, whether it's because they did a movie or, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio played, played them or something else. Right. People know them. I may be number one, but if you don't know me, I'm number zero. And I would go in and would just do a thousand times more than they did, but they call themselves number one. Yeah. I mean, and so, and the problem is that everybody's number one, you know, and, and I, my, I'm in the media and the media have said it on my magazine covers. So I, I just felt it, it, the world has changed. And so the coaching, the, what, and by the way, I never cared about YouTube, to be honest with you. I, I don't really care about social media because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs Yeah, right? and you have it for branding, you have it for connecting, but even on LinkedIn, everybody's pitching you something all the time. It's kind of become that thing you have for Googleability and because it's there, but high level people are really not messing around clicking on right. Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn ads. You know what I mean? That the, right. the market, right. especially the market that you're in, it's not something they do. So of course during pandemic, you're reinventing yourself and I start seeing all the people getting attacked. So this is a lesson in sales. So you see all these, because there's a whole new version of YouTubers who then attack these people saying, oh, they're all scams, they're all frauds. And after a while, everybody's the same, right? Everybody gets labeled the same. So I said, what can I show that's really going to this? Well, why don't I show myself coaching people? Random people I don't know, press the request button. And in seconds, that's how quick I am. I can look at someone, tell them what's right, what's wrong. Uh, I could sell people's business better than, than themselves. Like no. I could sell anything. It doesn't matter what you take. I could sell you this cap. I could sell you a- a- anything and everything I could sell. And because I practice selling. So that's what people understand. It's not, it's not something I was born. I was a stutterer. I had a speech impediment. Uh, I was hmm. an introvert. But most people don't practice sales. And if you think about it, you, you're just basically not practicing during the week and you show up for your big meeting. Right, right. And you think you're going to win and you're not going to win. And then you know what? They're going to tell you they have no money. So you know what you're going to do? You're going to repeat the same mistake. And the truth about sales is if everyone told you why they didn't buy from you, you'd actually be a wealth because you would be able to say, I don't, I didn't trust you. If they told you the truth, if they told you the truth about why. Correct. Because then you would go back to them and say, okay, you would spend more time building credibility. If your product sounded too good to be true, then you would say, here's why it's not. If someone attacked the quality, but the problem is that everyone uses the excuse, especially in the corporate world. Our budgets are for the year have been uh, used up or, uh, you know, right now we're just kind of <laughs> yeah, like the thing. And, and so they give you all these excuses. Everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold to. And I think right now for everyone to understand in the selling world, the, the B2B or B2C or b to anything, you have to prove what you say is true. And to me was, let me show myself. Mm-hmm. You know, coaching people because people who know me or been to my events, they know what I'm like, but to the outside world. And I think, so anybody who wanted to criticize me, I'm like, okay, well, can you randomly coach anyone without knowing anything in seconds? And that's, that was a unique selling that proposition. Yeah, I like that. So I like that. And you know what I noticed about, I watched two or three of those. And what I noticed is you would ask the question, well, tell me what you do. And it was damn hard for people to actually communicate what they do to a stranger who's apparently going to help them. Do you find that it's, that's a struggle or was it more just those three or four people? Well, you I think people intimidated by me. Uh, that's one of yeah. the reasons so I'm yeah. a pretty intimidating guy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, 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 one of the arts that I, I really do, I master is the art of body language. Like I could tell if someone likes me, doesn't like me. Like I did a lot of podcasts to, to fulfill our network uh, there, which I had never had time to do before. Cause I was in a different country every day. 
And the one situation uh, ended up being a race situation with this woman. I just asked a simple question, but I'm walking. The only time I didn't do it live and I'm walking downtown Chicago and I have my sunglasses. So I, I'm not seeing the body language and the, the look on their face, even though I was asking very legitimate questions. Right. I'm trying to get discussion, but apparently uh, you, you can't question. You just have to take it. Uh, and that was the, the, the notion of like, and I was asking a very valid question that I'm the type of person I tell people what everybody else is thinking because uh, people appreciate bluntness and direct. Absolutely. They really do. Absolutely. From successful people. And if you're not as successful yet, just ask for permission. It's called permission-based selling. Do you yeah. mind if I tell you my honest opinion? Yeah. And if they say no, which they never do. They never do. Well, correct. No. But once you're branded like you, if you just randomly said something, people are like, well, you're the authority. So, yeah. so that's yeah. the thing about branding that people don't understand. So it, it, it's a, it, it, it's most people, they don't know. First of all, they don't even know their own product. Like I know. I, I know. a lot of executives here that are listening to this or whatever company, go to your people and say this, tell me about the history of the company. Tell me about the CEO. And most of them can't verbalize no. even the story of the company. Yeah. Facts tell, stories sell. And if you cannot embody the story of the, uh, of the, the, how can you sell? So what it's like, it's like you go into a restaurant. I can tell how good the server is, is how well they memorize a special. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're two hours into the restaurant and you're reading off the thing that's, and then the really good ones, they, they memorize it, they position it. So now when you know what you're saying, you can focus on the delivery and the connectivity of sale. Yeah. When you don't know what you're doing, you're reading your, off your heads yeah. Yeah. and you're, yeah. you're not connecting. So people, don't know how to verbalize what they do. They don't know how to make a first impression. Um, And and at the end of the day, you got one shot at it. You never get a second chance at making a first impression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that was good. Your coaching videos were interesting. And I I can see, and I'm a coach too, but at a whole different level probably. But I, I have people sometimes fill out a quick survey. I do some of this coaching as well. And they fill out the survey. And you can tell a lot from someone's language. Um, there was a lady who filled one out the other day. She said, you know, I'm a female owned business and I think that might be in the way of me growing. And I feel like that's probably a, an advantage. That's probably a talent stack that you have or an attribute. Why don't you use it rather than using it as an excuse? And I don't want to get into politics. Yeah, but, here, but, if she used the language, for example, I'm a business owner. I know right away she's never made money. She's not successful. Just by saying that by using the name, I'm a business owner. Because most people don't say I'm a don't say that. Yeah. Or just like when someone says my company is, you know, Bill Kasky Inc. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to put the ink incorporated unless that's the name Inc. Yeah. So that just so here's the thing. Before they even start, I already know. You understand? I already right. Right. So right. um, And and I think role playing in sales is such a, a thing that people don't do. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people don't do. I think just there's this assumption. I think this is enough. Let's sit in a classroom and let's learn sales. And I think that's fundamentally a problem. And the problem is in every sales organization, there's 10% of the people doing well, 90% don't. Yeah. And those totally. 90% not producing, I think 30% of them can improve. The rest never will improve. And they're costing you sales and opportunities as well. Yeah. And, uh, but on the other side, sometimes your top performers, when they make a lot of money, they start getting a giant head thinking that they built the company and, and it's because of them as well. And that creates a culture problem. So I think managing sales is probably one of the most hardest. It is hard. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But, but we all have different things. Like your partner, he has a very kind of like a very good old boy 
mm-hmm. kind of sales approach to it, right? Mm-hmm. You come across more as a authoritative, you know what I mean? Soft-spoken, mm-hmm. authoritative. And I come up like the powerful pit bull and, uh, you know what I mean? Or the bull yeah. in the channel shot. Yeah. So we all have like, there's a role to play in sales and sometimes you have to adapt and you have to learn how to connect your, your yeah. connectivity. And sometimes the good old boy is not going to work with a fortune 500 CEO. Right. Right. And it's right. going to work with maybe a level. Sometimes I could be too intimidating for a mid-level manager or something like that. And so you have to learn how to do adaptive sales. And that's the thing is people just go in with one set of expectations and they don't evolve. Yeah. And they don't read the situation. They go, here is my script. And that's why they don't get the sale. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a question for you. You mentioned, uh, I don't know if it was in the pre-show or when we hit the record button about the changes coming and the disruption that we've all been through. Here we are in July and things are kind of back. Are you, you're in Canada, right? No, I'm in Chicago. Oh, you're in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, look, there's a beam. I, I, saw, I saw that, but I couldn't see the arch there behind. Um, so what do, what do you think is going to change? You said it's, it's, it's going to be totally different. I agree. And, and aside from just more virtual meetings, let's let's skip the technology. What do you think is going to change in the B2B area of sales in the next year or two? I, well, I, unfortunately, the technology has to be an important part of it. Yeah. Uh, because there's going to be no choice other than do that. I think, I mean, you have people like Google and Facebook and Microsoft who say no events until next year. And a large part of sales for a lot of companies was number one, trade shows, Right going to meetings, going to there. And that doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. And there is no such thing as like a social Zoom gathering. So the art of cold emailing, cold calling is probably going to be the most important part. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference now is people have more time. And the reason I have more time is because they're not traveling or they're not doing this. So there is more of that traveling. Um, you know, in Europe, they're more, a bit more liberal now where they're moving around. But in America, this is not going to, it's not going to happen. Especially in Chicago. And, good and, Lord. Well, actually, Chicago is good right now because we were locked down. We just reopened. So, oh, okay. Gonna, so the problem is that there's like, what, 900 cases is up 300 because things are starting to reopen now. And now the cases are going to go up because the case in Florida, Texas, because they've been open. But, you know, like I was on the road three twenty four days. I don't think maybe one time because I have a giant event, but I don't know what's going to happen if like once a year. But I don't think I'm getting on a plane from now till the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know. I do a lot of business in Canada. So I don't know, but they're like, all right, you come from a, like, nobody wants Americans right now I know. They're I know. 14 for 14 days. So you, they then, used to love us. Now they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you go there, you quarantine 14 days and I don't, maybe America's going to change it one day that we have to quarantine back 14 days. So like that's a month there. So a lot of people are not traveling. I was talking to a client in Hong Kong. He goes to Canada, quarantine 14 days, goes back to Hong Kong, quarantine days. So that's like, like basically a month. That's crazy. Quarantining and you haven't done anything. Yeah. So people are just saying, so I think the future is going to be the ability to just kind of like here to be able to convince people um, and also trying to add more value to the people than you did before. Yeah. Making, I think pricing structures are going to change in some cases. Um, I think people are going to have to be more flexible uh, in there for people and even people who maybe not need it are still going to want discounts. Um, and also just know that, that there's going to be a lot of choices and people are going to do a lot of shopping around to trying to get the best price. Yeah. And, you know, just like everything, like commercial real estate, it's kind of like, Hey, I either move or you give me half off, which one? 
And, and what are people going to say? Because if they move, they're not going to rent it out anytime. So no, right. It's going right. to be renegotiable. I mean, we use Salesforce and give them a fortune, right? I mean, we're going to go back to them at some point and it's like, hey, we're not having that volume there. So I think, I think it's going to be very important for going forward. Here's what's going to happen. A lot of people will not be hired back. Your C players, maybe your B players, people are going to retain their best talent because yeah. they need the, it's like here, give the ball to Michael Jordan, give the ball to Steph Curry, give the ball to, to, um, to the, to LeBron, give the ball to the best players that are going to make the shots because people cannot afford to lose the deal right now. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just going to depend what happens, how quickly a vaccine is going to be. Um, but the whole idea of, Hey, let me fly out to you. You know, what, what's interesting too, is I, I don't know. You maybe know him, Jeffrey Gittimer, mm-hmm. uh, something I, the little red book, I interviewed him. And he says what he does is he sends a bunch of bagels or something like that or donuts and he calls it a virtual breakfast meeting. And then they would mm-hmm. and that, and that, I thought that was a good idea to, you know, to just little things like that to to make it more engagement. Um, but it's going to be a lot more relational capital building than anything else. Like yeah. Yeah. Build a relationship yeah. rather yeah. than selling. So I agree. Can we talk about inspiration for just a minute? I, I uh, have some quotes here, a couple by you, a couple by people who I presume you like their philosophy or you wouldn't put them in your video. Here's something you said. Uh, I feel like Tim Russert here going back 30 years, but I'm not. This is a legit. Life is not measured by how much money you made. Life is measured by how you have given yourself to the world. Significance is far more important than success. Can you? Well, that's what everybody says. I mean, everybody talks about work-life balance and yeah. some people have no work and they have a negative balance right now. My philosophy is I, I work very hard. So now and I have to uh, really, I mean, I'm, I, a lot of people are suffering. I'm not thankfully because I made all the sacrifices, but to me, I'm not driven by money. In fact, when I, this pandemic started, even though I have extremely high net worth, I said, I'm going to start out broke, broke mindset, no money, no nothing. I even went back to ramen noodles, which I was part of my story. <laughs> like, although I went to Whole Foods and they're about a dollar fifty more, and they're gluten free. Right, they're gluten free because I have a gluten allergy now. But but I actually so I had an extremely high net worth, and I acted like I had no money. Yeah. And then I saw people with no money still acting, <laughs> and I think that was a mindset. And I realized that at the end, I think you find out what's what's important, and you know the thrill of changing people's lives. I don't, it sounds cliche, but when someone says, thank you for changing my life, I, I, it's, it's really, that's like kind of like meaning because I'm not into like, I don't believe in getting a jet, right? Where it's going to cost me fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 an hour, right? three hours there, three hours back. Like this, the, I, from a math perspective, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm not one to buy all kinds of stuff and cars and stuff like that. They're just going to sit in the garage. I already have a nice car. It doesn't go anywhere. It's in the garage. I pay 300, I pay a thousand insurance a month. I never drive it anywhere. I'm downtown. I could walk two minutes away. So that stuff is not important. And yeah, I got houses all over the world that I don't go to or cannot go to now. So that, that, it's like all that stuff doesn't matter. And one thing I realized, it's just never going to retire. It's one thing this pandemic yeah. said, I just be bored out of my mind. Oh, and, Right? Like I was just saying, like doing nothing is boring. And yeah. so I, I realized for me personally, it's not the result that motivates me. It's the process. Mm-hmm. That's what like figure out the process this is going to work. What can I do to improve? Because if I don't get the sale, which but honestly hasn't happened in a long time because I'm, I, I know when not to sell. That's another thing. Right, I, right. Not a sale, I don't land my plane. 
right? I don't, I circle around and I see and I <laughs> see and then I head back and there's no sales. Some people they're just because they're waiting to say no, they're like, da, 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 you know, so you have to have situational awareness and you only can do that if you watch people's body language. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, like if I die, all my money goes to charity. So it doesn't really kind of matter as well um, to me. So, but it's hard because it just sounds so cliche and we're in a survival state for a lot of people. And sometimes someone said to me, it's about being rich with relevance, meaning, you know, you give without having the expectation of receiving anything back. And that's kind of one thing I've learned. We have this yeah. notion of give and let me get the credit. Um, but I don't think Jeff Bezos builds a company because he, you know, he wants more money. I mean, hundred seventy million right. dollars. Right. You just yeah. do it because you're building something and you just don't stop. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the significance in the world that your company makes an impact, whether you have a job or not, that you have an impact. And, mm-hmm. and as an entrepreneur, I think you feel that more than when you were an executive, because as an executive, yeah, you're helping the company, but you don't get the credit. Right, right. We're talking with JT Fox today. JT, what's the best website? I've got several written down here, but I'll let you yeah, read on I mean, this. I mean, if they go to millionaireflix.com, basically, uh, since I... Basically, I offer every one of my trainings for $20. And I'm the only person in the history of this world who's recorded every coaching session I've ever done from broke to where I am. Where I awesome. Get and, awesome. and, and that way people can listen how I was and the adaption. I mean, I've had eight coaches. I still have four. I still pay for coaches. Um, and um, I record all that. Plus, I have 51 courses, body language. I have a sale called Pitch Sell Clothes, which is very, very good. And just I just like, Larry, give it all for 20. If you say, why is it for free? People don't appreciate free. No. You do a podcast no. and people ought to be right. listening to that podcast. I yep. listen to the podcast. And then you realize like one week you have like a lot of things and the next week it's down. Why? And then later on it goes up because there's no continuity of success. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the website is millionaireflix.com, correct? Okay. Uh, one last question. I want to be on, uh, honor your time here. Um, tell me what your feeling is on personal, on personally branding yourself. So I'm a salesperson in a B2B organization. Let's say it's not somebody like Salesforce or IBM. Some that's a hundred million dollar company, five hundred, and I'm responsible for a territory. How important is personal branding, or is it at all? Uh, in the life of a B2B salesperson today? I think it's more important for the company to be branded because if the company is not branded, and to be honest with you, I mean, branding is the most important thing for entrepreneurs, but just let's put it, flip it on the other side. So I'm an executive and my salesperson's branding themselves, how great they're them, it's all them, it's all that. And they're not pushing the company, right? Because there's a personal brand and there's a company brand. Those right. are right. The minute you intertwine those, that's a problem on the entrepreneur side. But on the on the business side, as a salesperson, I think they'll have a better job using the company brand and what the company has done rather than personally, because at the end of the day, they work for somebody else. as right. well. And so it's hard, you know, and, and I think in this situation, what brands people is the result. If you take care of your clients, your clients take care of your bank account and your profits. Mm-hmm. And that's the brand day I got to do under promise and over deliver. And that's you're going to build a reputation. Because your reputation is your brand currency. As right. an entrepreneur, it's a little bit different, right? Like that's why the celebrities and all that stuff and, and celebrity branding is very important as an entrepreneur. But as a salesperson, now that branding becomes very important as you climb the corporate ladder, right? I mean, I'll be interviewing um, uh, very soon Bob Iger and moving up the corporate ladder and being visible, you know what I mean? And being branded within the organization, participating, that's very, very important yeah. if you have any aspirations of going from salesperson all the way to CEO. 
So what'd you think? He is a ball of passion. Not a ball of fire, but a ball of passion. And uh, I would highly recommend you check out some of his YouTube videos. He has some coaching videos, which he mentioned on here. I think his JT Fox is just the name of his channel. But some good stuff there. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. And I will see you back here next week. Bye.